Things wouldn't be, wouldn't be, uh, these things wouldn't be for uh, nowadays because we would follow our medical knowledge. But the point is that since the Mishnah obviously separates between that case and the other cases, that was the case the rabbis agreed with that case. They didn't disagree with that case. They were only disagreed with the case where the Rufa was a Segula. Now it talks about Safik Nifashotu, the case of digging through the ruins of the building in order to save people, Naflala Lav Mapolet and so on. Or where it says that you could put, uh, you could give the medicine to the person who is safek nefashot. In other words, even though right now the sickness is only in their mouth, so maybe it won't spread and maybe it won't get worse. But it's safek nefashot, that's where we're allowed to do it. So Gemara says, Lama, so the question is, uh, Why do we have the extra language? Because it said you're allowed to give the medicine because because it's a question of life and death. It's possible that the illness will spread. But why does it have to then make a general statement that all doubts about life override Shabbat? Why do you have to emphasize that again? In other words, whenever the Mishnah has an extra clause, extra sentence, we assume that it's trying to teach you something more than what was already said. So Amar Aviyud Amar what it means is that not only when it's a safik on this Shabbat, but even if it's a safik for the following Shabbat, meaning to say, what are we talking about? Like they said, look, this is going to, he has eight days, right? He has eight days um, for this illness. Okay. And, um, and therefore you might say, and the first day is Shabbat. So you might have thought, since we're going to have to violate Shabbat for this guy for the next eight days of treatment, so might as well start Sunday night, so only one Shabbat is included, because if we start today on Saturday, Saturday night, yeah, which is Sunday, which is the same thing, right? So, so Saturday, if, the, if, if we wait till tonight, we could start Sunday, and then it will go from Sunday to Sunday, instead of going from Saturday to Saturday, and have two Shabbatot in the middle, in, you know, included. So you might think, start on Saturday night, so it says, no, that's why it's coming to tell you that the whole Safik, Right? That's why I just say, meaning even though you're going to have to push off the following Shabbat as well in advance, you, uh, it's okay to do that. Um, meaning you're considering, uh, you're considering things ahead of time. So Rashi says, Lo safek zo, ena safek zo. Right? Lo yamut. In other words, even though we're sure that today he's not, he's not going to die today, we can start the medicine right away also. That's the other chidush. In other words, even though they would tell him that he has more time, you don't have to start it today. Um, it's going to be a process of treatment. You start it right away anyway. Um, even though it wouldn't necessarily become dangerous until next Shabbat. And similarly, we don't wait until Saturday night to start the treatment just to avoid being mechalil tu Shabbatot. In both cases, we allow right away for the treatment to be initiated. similarly in We heat up water for a sick person on Shabbat. Whether it is to drink or to heal him, meaning to bathe him. Even for the next Shabbat, meaning to say that even if the sickness is assumed that it will be, uh, you know, it won't become problematic until the following Shabbat. It's just the beginning stages of the illness. Also, we still get to it. Just on medicine, this is a preventive. Preventative, yeah. We don't say, let's wait and see, maybe he'll get better. The point is that if he has any doubt that it could, it could evolve into a, a de- deadly situation, even though there's a chance, oh, maybe he'll get better and it won't be a problem, we should, we should break Shabbat right away to try to prevent that. Even if it's going to affect, not gonna, you know, it's, it's not going to really reach its uh, pinnacle until the following Shabbat. It says here, 
It says you shouldn't do this through non-Jewish people or kutiim, which the Gra says it should say ktanim, children. We should have the Chachamim do it. In other words, if you're going to break Shabbat for Pikuach Nefesh, it shouldn't be done by people who are, you shouldn't ask a non-Jew to do it. Why? Because that makes people think, oh, really, you're not allowed to break Shabbat for Pikuach Nefesh. So they're giving it to the non-Jew. Right, the person who everyone sees, the tzaddik, should do it. Right? That's why they like to have like the Hatzalah, they be uh, religious people, because they say, look, I'm breaking Shabbat for Pikuach Nefesh to show you, you know, that they're supposed to do that. Right? So, and Similarly, we don't make a decision about what pikoch nef- when pikoch nefesh is necessary based on women or non-Jews. In other words, we use we don't assume that the uh, you know because every mother is going to think that their child's illness is uh, life threatening or whatever. We don't we don't base it on that. However, if there are like Rashi says, if you have two people who say that the person needs to have Shabbat broken for them, and three say no, but then a woman says yes, we need. So then we say it's half and half. And we say safek nefashot. In other words, we take their opinion into account um, in a group when there when there's a division, divided opinion. Well, divided opinion. Well, uh, maybe yeah, but it's not talking about a doctor. It's not talking about a doctor though. It's specifically not talking about a doctor. It's saying that every mother thinks that the child has a little headache that they're about to die. That's the you know we're we're talking about you know every Jewish mother thinks you know that's it. So they it's talking about a doctor. A doctor is different. A doctor is expert. Now. Um, so, uh, so that's, that's the thing. Um, so, a person can engage in pikuach nefesh, saving life on Shabbat, and anybody who does it faster is praised. You don't have to go ask the rabbi or ask the betin for permission. What's the case? If you see a child falls into the, uh, into the ocean, put, open up a net and pull him up. But even though you're going to pull up fish along the way, and the faster the better, you don't have to ask the betin, even though you're going to end up pulling up fish along the way, you know, people say, look, the guy's fishing on Shabbat. No, I'm saving, don't be worried. People are going to think you're fishing on Shabbat. It's okay. Right? And even though, Afterwards, you keep the fish, and, and, and Saturday night you have a barbecue and you invite the child that you saved, and it's no problem. You see a child that fell, yeah, Sudat Mitzvah, right? Sudat You see a child falls into a pit, you can dig into the pit in order to make a, uh, you know, a way to get down and, and pull them up. You don't have to ask the bit information. Even though you end up making a step into the pit, now you helped everybody because now there's actually a staircase that you made to get into the pit, everyone's going to use it, but still, um, it's okay to do it. Now, right, and it says, uh, right, so, let's say a child got locked in the house. Okay, he's locked inside and he can't get out. You can break the door and take him out. And if the faster the better, why does it mention that you don't have to take permission from the Betin? Even though you're making, when you break it, you say, you know what, I can use these pieces of wood for uh, boards that I'm going to use for something afterwards. I was going to break this door anyway to use this wood as firewood. I was going to use it for building. Now I have a benefit. In other words, even though you have an extra benefit, it's okay. You can interrupt in the, you know, if there is a, uh, there is a fire approaching, you can intercept the fire uh, to stop it from spreading in order to save lives. Right? So it says, The faster the better. You don't have to ask for permission. Even though you're going to end up creating 
charcoal that you can use afterwards, right? From the things that you block the fire with, right? Then you still, it's not a problem. We need all these cases because you might have thought, why don't I have to go ask permission from the rabbi if a baby falls in, if a child falls into the, in the ocean? Well, obviously, because if by the time you go ask for permission, that's going to be too late. So you have to do it, right? But maybe you'll say, aval bor. But if the child falls into a pit, you can say, just sit there. You'll say, you know what? I, I, I need to go ask the rabbi what to do and get official permission to do this. I don't want to do it without permission and know that it's okay. You might think you should go. If we know that you're allowed to pull the child out of the pit, even though it involves Chilul Shabbat, that's because the child is going to be afraid. Right? But in a case where the kid is... What? Baby could die. Yeah, it could, it, it could be, yeah, it could be, have hyperventilate, who knows, yeah. So, it, but, if the door is closed in front of the child, means locked in the house, you might say, you know what, I'll sit on the other side of the door, I'll talk to the kid, I'll calm him, I'll say, you know, I'll play with, uh, it says play with nuts, meaning like play with the thing, he'll see, hear the egozi, hear the blank. So, you might think that you could calm him, you don't need to do the chilul shabbat, so that's why it says, you need. All of these cases, you need to know that you're allowed to do Chilul Shabbat. And you don't need to ask any permission to do Chilul Shabbat in those cases. Even though you might think that in certain circumstances, oh, you could delay a little bit, get official permission. You feel like it's more official. The point here is that it doesn't need to be official. The person can go ahead and do Pikoch Nefesh, not to make too many calculations or wonder too much. And in fact, the person who's the most uh, religious and the most uh, tzaddik, he's the one who should do it to show everyone that there's no embarrassment in violating Shabbat for the sake of Pikoch Nefesh, that it's always a mitzvah to do it right away and to do it as quickly as possible. And that's even true when the, the situation is a potential De- uh, 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 death, meaning that the, cha- that the it might not even happen until next Shabbat. So you might think, so why should I uh, do something this Shabbat? I don't have an emergency this Shabbat. You, or uh, you say, well, the treatment's eight days. Maybe I start Saturday night. I only break one Shabbat. No, the answer is we start right away because as soon as the situation occurs, the faster we respond, potentially the more you know the the, the more we we can save and the, and the uh, the less likely uh, the danger is to come because we acted more quickly. So don't make an excuse and think, oh, we'll wait till after Shabbat. Many people will think that way. Oh. I'll wait, I'll wait. Sometimes waiting could be, uh, you know, could cost you because, and you don't know since it's a safik, even a safik uh, is worth uh, breaking Shabbat in order to prevent the possibility of any loss of life. So we'll start from here tomorrow.